0: You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, it's appointed unto man once to die, after that, the judgment. And so, what is important is that you are ready when that moment comes, when your life is required of you. You need to be ready to face God and to stand before him. Even as the believer, the Bible says we will all give an account for our life. I don't want to just suddenly I'm standing before the Lord and he's looking at me. And even if like, yeah, I'm going to go into heaven. But now he's, he's saying, look, Zach, you didn't do on the earth what I put you there to do. And he, how many of you guys know he's going to hold us accountable for things? And I don't want him to say, Zach, I had all this plan for you in heaven. I had all this reward for you, but you lived at such a low level. And I don't want him to say this either. I had all this for you on the earth, but you never believed me for it. Why didn't you believe me for it, oh, you of little faith? He's going to require that of me. He, I don't want him to say, I had all these souls that you could have won, but you didn't do it. Now, I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm not trying to beat up on you. But these are realities. This is the realities of life after death, the realities of heaven and hell. Heaven is a real place. Hell is a real place. And there's gonna be a time when you breathe out your last breath, are you gonna be ready to stand before him? Even as a believer, maybe you're gonna go to heaven, have your mansion, but did you fulfill the plan God had for you? Did you fulfill the purpose or were you too busy? Were you too distracted? Were you thinking, well, one day I'll get to it. I have time now. I have plenty of time. Well, you don't know how much time you have. I mean, whether your life is required of you suddenly, or whether, what if Jesus comes back tomorrow? I mean, that's just as much. I mean, praise God, you might take rapture airlines. You're still going to be held accountable. The rapture doesn't exempt you from, we're all going to be judged. We're all going to be held accountable. In fact, you're going to go right into what's called the beam of seat judgment after the rapture, and you're going to stand and be judged. These are things you must think about. That's why I implore people. That's why the River Church is a place not to prepare you for a good life here and now. This church exists to prepare people for eternity. You're only going to be here a short while, but then eternity is a long time. It's like forever. Are you with me? And I don't want you to come to me on that day when we're on the other side and say, Pastor, there were these crowns. There were these rewards. You never told me about it. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. I'm going to come to you and say, why didn't you get that? How did you not get the soul winner's crown? Jesus, I don't think this person was really a member. I'm just, I, you know, because he's going to hold me accountable. I'm going to have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I mean, come on, they, they, they weren't really a member, <laughs> you know. Don't make me, don't put me in that position, you know. The Lord said, this person, they go to your church? They never, they didn't even know about the crowns. Who knows that there are crowns that are going to be given? And we're going to cast those at his feet. The first thing you're going to do on the other side is give an offering. So just when you thought you were saved from river church offerings, (laughs) where we take time, on that day it's going to be a very long offering where people come one after another and place their crowns at his feet. Billions of people coming and putting their crowns. And you're going to stand there for all of that. Oh, I can't wait for that day. It's all prophetic of what's to come. Come on, are you getting anything this morning? Amen. So there is life after death. That's, what, that's why I implore people to live their life for eternity. You've heard that out of my mouth for over 10 years, 11 years now. Live for eternity. Live not just for now, but for what's to come. Store your treasure up in heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Store your treasure there. Hallelujah. On, on the same end of that coin, it's also what causes us To go out and seek and save the lost. The the Bible says, knowing the terror of the Lord, the judgment of of hell, we persuade men. Are you with me? So, you know, I don't want anyone to go to hell. Hell is a real place. Hell is not what you make it. Hell is, we'll we'll talk about that. We're going to have a whole service about hell. You better come. I don't want, you know, So I'm going to skip that service. No, you need to hear about what the Bible tells us about this place called hell. Are you with me? Now, we don't go out there and scare the world straight. I, don't, I, don't, just, I just don't operate like that. I'm not going to take someone, put their butt hairs over the flames of hell and say, do you smell that? Who be you, buddy? You better repent. You're going to burn. I, I mean, I don't operate like that. Because God is so good, I believe if you could just show people how good he is, how wonderful he is! What he did for them, then people will fall in love with him. I mean, if if I was only in love with my wife because I was afraid she was gonna beat the, the tar out of me if I didn't love her, that's not love. I'm not. I'm just. I'm. It's fear. There's no fear in love. So you have people come to church just because they're afraid. Well, I don't want to go to hell. You know, and, and and they're just. What is that? That's not a relationship. You're in fear. We need to be in faith. I don't, I have faith. I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. And I don't go to church because I'm afraid to go to hell. I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm washed in the blood. Can't touch this devil. I am born again. And one thing, I'm going to make heaven. And I'm not, I'm going to keep an eye on myself because I don't want to preach to you and still miss it because there is that risk. And that's why people will even say, well, once you're saved, you're always saved. You can't lose your salvation. There's no possible way. Well, the Bible actually doesn't teach that. And and I'm sorry to bring that up. That's something that people will fight you on. But I'll let you be the judge. Just go read the New Testament And see, without man's input, without man's opinion, without man putting their doctrine in your head and pre programming you and putting glasses on you when you read the Bible, just forget everything you know, just read the Bible and tell me if you came to that conclusion. Are you with me? So, but that's not like to say that you can just lose your salvation. Like you went to bed saved, you woke up unsaved. (gasps) How'd I lose my salvation at night? You know, it's not like that. You know, there's lines you have to cross. There's a, there, there, there's, there are lines, and I'm not going to get into that. That's all in Hebrew. what is it, Hebrews 6, Hebrews, you know, somewhere around there. And so I'm not trying to get into all that, and I'm not trying to scare people, but I am saying this, what we do on Sundays in your life as a believer is not a game, and the grace of God is not there so you can take it for granted to live like the world lives and say, well, you know, God will have mercy on me and on the other side. God understands. Well, look, you have this life to make good decisions. You can't go to the other side and say, okay, Lord, please have mercy on me. He had all the mercy on you when you were in the earth. It's appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. So the grace of God is not there for you to play with. It's not there so that you have a license to live any old way or so that you can go and use it as an excuse for the lust of the flesh. Now, not to take away from the grace, Because you can't even repent without grace. Who knows? You need God's help. You need his grace. You need his anointing and power to help you overcome certain sins, right? And you need that, that love and that blood that covers multitudes. So so anyway, I'm not trying to take away from grace, but there is an expectation from the word that we are to live a holy life and a pure life to the best of our ability. Does that mean we're going to never make mistakes? No, you're going to make mistakes. Who's found out that even though you're a Christian, there are times you blow it, like you really blow it. Come on. Okay, but you know, even if you fall in the water, Jesus is there with his hand and he'll pick you back up. Are you with me? And then he'll wash you with his blood and you'll just keep going as if it never happened to begin with. As far as God's concerned, now men will remind you about it, but you know, you know. What say do they have with you going to heaven? Amen. But the Lord, as far as the Lord's concerned, you guys are, you, you, you're good. You know what I mean? I'll cast it as far as the east is from the west. Amen. So uh, anyway, the Bible says, without holiness, no man will see the Lord. So, you know, the Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. These are scriptures in the word. I didn't put those there. In those scriptures, you know, I sent that scripture to my friend last night, and he said, uh, that, that scripture scares me. It shouldn't scare you. These scriptures are here to give us hope. They're not there to scare us. The Bible shouldn't scare you. The Bible, you should read that and say, that's right, I can do it. I can live a holy life. I can live a pure life. I can live a life that pleases the Lord. He's given me all the grace I need, all the empowerment I need. Praise God, I'm going to make heaven. Are you with me? That should only scare you if you are playing the fool. Are you with me? If you are playing Intentionally playing Russian roulette with your life. That should only kind of unnerve you if you are lukewarm. Notice the volume of the crowd this morning, the enthusiasm's blowing me away of this sermon. We are not to be lukewarm as believers. And there are whole denominations and churches that tolerate lukewarmness and will create a doctrine in a package that will allow you and accommodate lukewarmness. But I want to tell you, if you are hot on fire for God, none of those scriptures will bother you. Those scriptures will say, yeah, man, I, I mean, it'll give you hope. It'll give you faith. Are you with me? So what's the temperature of your heart? Where are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being hot, 10 being on fire for God, 10 being, mm, you're all the way. Where are you? Don't, don't shout it out, please. You know, I'm... So, so it says, so it says, I'm a strong 6.7. No, you need to be a 10. Hot is a 10. I'm, I don't even, you know, so it says, I'm a 9.9. Okay, well, there's 0.1% of you not surrendered to the Lord. So let's take care of that. Let's surrender. Who Remember, the old songs, I surrender all. It doesn't say, I surrender 9.9. <laughs> I surrender 6.7 8.5 to Jesus I surrender I surrender 9.9999 <laughs> Right the, is that the song we sing or is it I surrender all? What does all mean? 100% all of it. My 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 man, I feel the anointing. Hallelujah. <laughs> It's a, I'm surrendered to you, Father. My, my time, my talents, my treasures, my thoughts, my words, my deeds, my, my attitudes, my actions. I'm going to walk in your spirit. I'm not going to live a life in the flesh. Are you with me? And, when, and if I've sinned, the Bible says we have an advocate with the Father. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just, just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Are you with me? unrighteousness is just righteousness with an un on it unrighteousness he takes the un off and he makes you righteous again amen cleanses us and forgives us we have everything we need to do this anytime you catch yourself going from a 10 to a 9.9 you should be quick to repent anytime you catch yourself going from a 10 to a You know, it just takes like one wrong person in at at the certain time of the day to take you from a ten to a seven. You you know, you know what I'm talking. One phone call can take you from a ten to an to an eight, and then if it keeps going, your neighbor can bring you down to a four. And if you get on Twitter and you see what Nancy Pelosi did or whatever, it'll bring you to a negative seven. You go back to the old covenant. Start trying to call fire down and judgment on a (laughs) man. Amen. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? But we can repent. Repentance is not a bad word. Repentance means I'm, I'm, let's say the Lord's there. So I'm following the Lord, right? Well, if I fall in the sin, I'm getting my eyes somewhere else. So I'm distracted now. Repentance means to turn. It means you turn from your sin and you look to Jesus and now you're following him all over again. doesn't have to be a long, grueling process. Who knows what I'm talking about? You can be quick to repent. That's why David, if you read his life, he did horrible stuff. I mean, bad stuff, David. But God said, he's a man after my own heart. Why? Because he was quick to repent. He was a repentant person. I always tell people, have a repentant heart. The moment something comes out of your mouth, the moment you do something you know you shouldn't have done, the moment you fall into a temptation, you should just immediately don't do what Adam and Eve did and go put a fig leaf suit on and go hide in the, in the bushes. Little fig leaves covering yourself. They should have ran to the Father the moment they fell and say, uh, you know what I mean, Help. That's what we are to do as believers. The moment you fall into sin, you should run to the Father. That's why we always say with the soul winning script, always run to God and not from him because he loves you. Come on, is this? are you getting this? He loves you and he has a plan for your life. Run to God the moment you do something wrong. What, what, what Christians have a tendency to do is they're going, church was good, they leave, and yeah, I'm encouraged, hallelujah go to a revival, praise God, They make do business with God, recommit their life, whatever. And then as the days go on, it doesn't matter how many times you clean your car, run it through the wash, it's going to get bugs on its windshield. So you go out, and then you get a bug on your windshield. You know, you get, have an attitude, and instead of repenting right there, you, you just let it kind of build up. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? And then you say something, and you should have repented for it, but you just kind of, whatever. I'll deal with that later. I'll pray about that later. What I've seen Christians do, and I'm guilty of this in my past, is they'll let the sin pile up through the week. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? Instead of just immediately saying, you know what, that shouldn't have came out of my mouth. Um, Father, forgive me, you know, and going to the Lord and going back to attend. I've seen believers, and they'll let that thing pile up, you know, and then, you know, by Wednesday, Thursday, they, just, they blew it, did something stupid, lost their temper with their spouse, kicked the dog, you know, whatever. <laughs> don't kick your dog, you know. Well, by Sunday, it's piled up. And so then they wake up, they don't even want to come to church because they are sure that God is standing there with a the big fly swatter, like the electric one. And he's just waiting because the moment they walk in church, pff, come on, who's ever felt like that? I have. And so I always tell people, why let it pile up? Just deal with the thing. The moment it comes, just deal with it, repent of it, and get right back on track. Are you with me? And have that repentant heart. Everybody say repentant heart. Now, none of this was my message today, but you brought all that up. And so, amen. Is that good? Because I'm trying to give you hope. Because though we're talking about these things, I don't want you to get to where you think, wow, this is just, I'm not trying to put a burden on you who understands that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring things, make things reality. So we all have an appointment with death. That's in Hebrews 9, 27. It, and it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. Every person will die unless you're alive when the rapture happens, then you get to take rapture airlines. And who's, who, who would like that? Amen. I mean, that would be really cool. You know how that happens. The Bible says the dead in Christ are going to rise first. So graves are going to split open. If they were cremated, the ashes will somehow materialize. I mean, I'm sure the Lord worked it out, you know. And uh, the Bible says the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we that remain will be caught up with them in the clouds, in the air. So the the dead in Christ are going to be the first to rise than us. So I preached at one church. And I said, the good news about this church is you're all going to take the rapture first. I said, because you're all dead spiritually. (laughs) You know, so that's a good thing. If you're spiritually dead, you're the first. Okay, anyway, glory to God. That's a good thing about you. You're all going to go first. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. So it says, that's why you don't travel much. Um, no, that's a joke. So, But the, the graves will split open, then we that remain will, will, the Bible says, in the twinkling of an eye. So, if you blink that, that quick, this corruptible will put on incorruptible. This mortality will put on immortality. Your body will be changed instantaneously to a glorified body, like the one Jesus had when he resurrected. Walk through a wall one time. Think about that. Glorified resurrection body. And the Bible says we will ascend to, you know, it shows us the rapture will essentially be we ascend into the clouds. Who knows that they watched Jesus ascend into the clouds. I'm Sorry, I know people are in the left behind, but it's not going to be like you just disappear and there's a neatly folded pile of clothes and we're all in heaven naked. Ah! It's not like that. Either way, you'll be clothed in heaven. So just not a bunch of nudists up there. Amen. You only know, seen that movie? It's like everyone's gone and neatly folded piles of clothes. That movie scared me when I was a kid, man. Anyone else? Okay, a few people know exactly what I'm talking about. Amen. And my parents didn't help; they made it worse. One day, they uh, they knew everyone was gone. So my brother and sister they were gone. So my parents, I was gone somewhere. So my parents went through the house, and Mom put her clothes in front of the dish. The, the sink and put dishes in it and soapy water and then she took my dad's clothes and put it in front of the tv with the the, the making it look like the 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 pants were like he was laying on the couch watching tv the remote was by the sleeve so my brother and sister come home and there's mom's clothes they just watch left behind too then they see my dad and they they start crying start having a panic attack <sighs> we've missed it <laughs> Well, wasn't very, I don't think that's very effective. Amen. (laughs) Like, my brother, he's not saved right now. We're trying to get him, you know what I mean? We're like trying to work on him. He will be, amen, but, you know, you can really mess people up with that. Sorry to bring that up, but, you know, that book, I mean, that happened to me. My parents were actually, they they went to the neighbors. I didn't know. They're never at the neighbors, you know, and I, I was up in the woods. I lived in the country. I come down. The cars are in the driveway, so I assume my parents are in the house because they're not outside. I go in the house. They're gone. They're gone. And so I go, Mom, silent. I walk through. I'm like, you know, nine. Dad, I start crying. You know, I think, and I'm looking for their clothes. True story. I'm walking around looking for their clothes. Where are they? No, Dad. And then I get on my knees. I start repenting. I miss the rapture. True story crying Lord take me you know I'm like praying and crying out and hashtag religious trauma man <laughs> <laughs> and then my parents walk in the room they were at the neighbors they walk in and they go, oh hey I go hey what's up <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> go uh, to my bedroom <clears throat> you know there's allergies you know I think later, man, I knew I knew I was too good to miss the rapture. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, well, I knew it. I knew it. I knew I was saved. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna ascend into heaven. Amen. It's not an it's not just you're gone. It's it's an ascension. So with glorified bodies, you'll go through the ceiling. I mean it's gonna be this and, and the whole world's gonna watch that. And they're going to say aliens abducted them. They're going to say something like that. Aliens took them. There was an abduction. And the Bible says that the earth, they're actually going to rejoice. Yes, those people who held back progress are gone. They're going to rejoice. They're actually going to be happy. All the Christians are gone. They're all gone. And it's going to get set the stage. Okay, I'm not trying to get into all this, but is this okay? Think about that. Where are you going to be when the rapture happens? I want to be in revival. I don't want to be sitting on a toilet or something, and then, ah! you know, you start ascending. <laughs> Throw the toilet paper down. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I think about this stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be crude. I actually think about that. So you got to make it quick because you just don't know the day or the hour. <laughs> just don't take too long in there. Just, Train your kids, amen. I'm sorry to bring that up. I try to stand next to two sinners at all times. Because if the rapture happens, I'm going to grab their arms and take them up into the clouds with me and say, you better get saved or I'm going to let go. (laughs) This says, no, I'll never believe. Okay, bye. Okay, anyway. Oh, help me, Lord. Only this church could have so much joy talking about the realities of death. <laughs> Every person will die. Uh, okay, so people try to prolong their life, which is fine, but you cannot stop that day from coming. Can't stop it. And uh, who knows in the world, they're doing crazy stuff to prolong their life. They, they want the blood of young people. And they're, they even want unvaxed blood. They want blood from the youth because it puts things in their body and it actually, it will restore their youth. So there's older billionaires and they'll all get these blood transfusions. And so, you know, and it's, you know, they believe it's prolonging their life. I mean, it's like sick, sick. So uh, as I said earlier, hundred years from now, we're all going to be on the other side. Jesus said, by worrying, you can't add one moment to your life. In fact, I was telling the students how fear and worry will actually kill you earlier because fear is, is an offspring of death, you know, and fear gives ac- ac- you know, the enemy access to your life. So don't, don't have any fear about your life. Perfect love casts out fear. God loves you, and he's not going to allow you to go until he is done with you. And again, that all has to do with you need to be on fire for God and have confidence that I am a on-fire, spirit-filled Christian, and my life lines up with that book right there. Because when it does, you, you'll have this confidence. You'll have, you, you need to be a 10. If you're not a 10, you're not ready. And you'll feel that. Oh, I don't want to die. I'm not ready. But when you're a 10, bow your head, close your eyes, and then we'll receive the communion here. If you're in this place or you're watching online, so I'll appeal to people watching online because I know this goes to nations, this goes to other states, people watch the replay. If number one, you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never said, Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life, there's a heaven to gain, there's a hell to shun. You don't have to go to a devil's hell. Now, I know at the river, we hear this a lot, but there's people online, they've never heard this. So if you died tonight, where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? We ask people all the time where they're going to go. Some people say, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm a good person. Being a good person doesn't qualify you to go to heaven. It's having Jesus in your heart. Jesus said you must be born again. The Bible says you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. So number one, if you're in this place and you've never given your life to Jesus or you're watching online, or number two, maybe you're in this place and you're just not serving God the way that you should. Maybe something came and knocked the wind out of your sails. Maybe it's something we were talking about, unrepentance and unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, resentment. Things come that block, things come, you know, that block our hearts and it, separates us from the Father. Sin separates us from the Lord. And even with inflation, the wages of sin is still death. So if you're in this place or watching online and you've given your life to the Lord in days gone by, but you know that there is something there and you want to make it right tonight. Don't do it later. I'm sorry, this morning, not tonight. This is morning. Amen. You want to make it right this morning. Don't do it later. Don't say, well, I'll do it in the car. I mean, why not now? I hear the Lord calling people. So if you want to make things right, if on a scale of 1 to 10, you're not a 10, but you say, you know what, I want to be a 10 all over again. I want to fall in love with Jesus. He'll restore the joy you once had, the peace you once knew. He'll make, it could be a fresh start, a new day. Hallelujah. Number three, if you're in this place or watching online, maybe the devil lies to you and tells you you're not really saved, but you just maybe... Number three, maybe you just want to make sure that when you die, you'll be in the arms of Jesus. If that's you and you fit into one of those three categories for the first time, number two, you just want to make things right. You want, you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe a fresh start. Or Number three, you say, I just want to make sure that when I die, I'm really going to go to heaven. If that's you, with every head bowed, Every eye closed, nobody's looking around. I want you to quickly just slip up your hand and say, you know what, that's me, pray for me. Hallelujah, I see that hand. Hallelujah, I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. If you didn't raise your hand just then, but you say, I already feel that. Some people's hearts are beating out of their chests. They know they need to respond to this. It's not about responding to me, it's about responding to the Lord. Even if you're watching online, raise your hand. Because even though man can't see you, Jesus can see you right where you're at. So once again, if you didn't raise your hand, but you want to be included, quickly slip up your hand and say, that's me. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. I see that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's do this. I want everybody to just stand to your feet all across this place. Let's just stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Isn't the Lord so good? Sam, if you want to join me on the keys. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to heaven. That's where your help comes from. I want everybody to say this prayer with me, with your heart and lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back for me. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. I follow you, Lord Jesus. I confess with my mouth Jesus is Lord. You are my Lord and my Savior. Now declare this say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. The blood of Jesus washes me clean. Of all my sin, I receive it by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now lift your hands and just thank him. Hallelujah. We would love for you to join us at The River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash therivercoshocton.